one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Howling Salt Mine podcast. The podcast where we delve into the salty minds of the Magic the Gathering subreddits and the salty stories that you send us, our prospectors out there in Podcastville. <laughs> what? Or something like I, I that. like that you <laughs> laughed at your own. Thing. <laughs> You're You're like, what was that? <laughs> like what? What was I fucking saying? People in Podcastville. God, S- super smooth. I love that. Um. I think I'm just going to let it ride. I'm your host, Sam. <laughs> and as always, I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say, hey, guys. What up, what up, what up? Hello, hello. Um, Where do you guys think all the listeners are? Podcastville, Podcast Town, Listenerville? In the They're mines. They're in the mines. Uh, in the mines. Too yeah. fucking easy, you fucking yeah. scrub. Like, <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> I'm not known for my my brain, just my devilish good looks. Hey, yo. No. <laughs> uh, so what's new, guys? <laughs> uh, Tony's about to leave us and never play magic That's with us again. Literally not true. <laughs> Tony, Tony's a... quitting <laughs> our pod and our podcast. This sounds like a 45 minute chat about this that I'll have to edit through. I am thinking of auditioning for a musical. And by the time this comes out, I will either be doing said musical or be a scrub that didn't get in. But let's be honest, I'm a dude in community theater, so I will get in. There, There is like virtually Man. no chance I don't get in. It's simply a matter of do I want to do it or not. And they and they rehearse on the days that we play games and we record our podcasts, right? My God. I <laughs> <laughs> Tony's so exasperated. We did literally talk about this for like 30 minutes. <laughs> I've just never been left for the susicle before. And I don't know. I'm gonna get over it. <laughs> literally haven't been left, literally still dedicating a full day to magic. <laughs> I mean, do we need more songs on the podcast to fulfill you? Like, we have a lot already. Maybe. This is kind of true. It does happen. Um, (laughs) We'll have to see how it all pans out, I suppose. (laughs) No, it'll be fine. I'm sure. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Not filling me with a lot of confidence there, bud. I'm the one. I'm confident. I'm <laughs> the most confident. Oh, y'all, man. y'all be the ones that are tripping. The worst part is I'm as I'm literally gonna buy way too many cards that I shouldn't buy uh, for this like blinged out deck I'm I'm building and, and not be able to play with it for like two months. <laughs> but again, Ugh. I think it'll be fine. That's Just... a commitment though. That'll keep you coming back. You know exactly. Well, that's what Tony's up to anyway. 
I've been also doing a lot of ordering of cards, but I've just been setting up a huge uh, NPC order. I've learned that Moxfield starts to fall apart when you have more than like four to 500 cards in a list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's been good. <laughs> and then I've been clicking through to find all the uh, old border stuff for oh, like every so single one. Make sure you keep the same art because in a lot yeah, of CDH tournaments, you need to have the, the same art. I've got my Scryfall tab up next, looking at go, printings, man. making sure it's the right art. <laughs> I'll probably still miss like one or two, but that's way better than yeah, like, fine. you know, that'll be fine. When you said it starts to fall apart, like what does it do? It just, it just doesn't load the new cards chunky. and stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like, just like chunking along. Yeah. You click any button and it's like, mm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey. You guys want to talk about salt? What is that? Oh, that's in my contract. You I literally was about to that. say it. You I don't be know. Quicker than that, I think Tony. we got to get used to it now that Tony's I know. I'm just worried you're going to be gone. Oh my I got to start you brushing up on these of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great question, Mike. I appreciate you saying that. It's <laughs> a literal trash. <laughs> salt is when you're playing a game and your friends like razz you over and over and over again <laughs> uh and they just keep razzing you and it's really funny razzmatazz that's for them. Razzmatazz. funny for them right yeah <laughs> funny for them you know here's some salty things that we've had happen recently salt is when maybe you're piloting a new deck and you're not familiar with it and <laughs> you're getting a lot of like pressure from the table to execute complicated combos and take <laughs> fast turns um and they're getting salty because they're waiting and you're getting salty because of the pressure. And, you know, everyone just feels bad. <laughs> Sometimes that happens on a singular fucking turn. Everybody's all bad. But you still won that turn. So whatever. You won. I didn't win. You won. I know. Oh, whatever. You mean the royal you. Yeah. You can yeah, say yeah, a yeah. single turn, but if you give t people 20 minutes, I think that's plenty of time to get salty. It was, hold up. It was not 20 minutes. All right, it well, was let's max, break it down. Let's max break it down. five minutes. We're talking about the salty moment. <laughs> so the other day we were playing and Tony busted out his Zabaz deck. The other three of us were playing Secret Santa decks. Uh, tune into our Secret Santa episode. <laughs> and Tony busted out Zabaz, <laughs> which he hasn't played in a while. And if you're unfamiliar with Zabaz. Zabaz the Glimmer Wasp says, uh, it doesn't matter. Why am I even saying it. what People it does? Know. Yeah, but it literally doesn't matter for what the deck does. But it has modular one. If a modular triggered ability would put one or more plus one plus one counters on a creature you control, that many plus one plus one plus one counters are put on that instead. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also has pay a red, destroy target artifact you control, pay a white, it gains flying until end of turn. So it's Boros, artifacts, matter, modular, sort of matters, but not really. Yep. And you were basically popping off with like a scrap trawler loop where you were sacking an artifact, pulling artifacts back from your graveyard, playing them for super cheap. You had a bunch of cost reducers in play and you have this kind of cycle where you could sack things away. I think you had a Clark clan ironworks in play. So yeah. People don't know that it's a four mana cost artifact, sack an artifact, get two mana, basically Ashnod's altar, but for artifacts. And you were cycling through things, generating a shit ton of mana, Generating a bunch of value. There was a KCI, a workshop assistant 
and a junk diver, which are both like when this dies, return an artifact to your hand. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then a bunch of cost reducers as well. So you could play those, sack them, get the mana, get the other one back, recast the other one of those two, and then continue that loop, getting the other one and bringing it back. Yeah. Yep. I think the frustrating point is that I didn't have all the, I didn't have the junk diver at the beginning of that turn. So there was, there was some churn to like draw a bunch of cards through some like convoluted loops at first that like were you weren't sure if it was going to end or not right yeah and so like then i got to a state where like very quickly it was like okay i have infinite mana i also can now infinitely draw uh and i will walking ballista the table as everyone loves a good walking ballista machine gun win yeah <laughs> the salt was from again we talked about it like the long turns and and tony not being as familiar with the deck was like you were slowly working through some of the combo lines and you had like added in a couple extra pieces. So it wasn't like the perfectly lean combo. It was, you know, I think you had a couple other artifacts. Yeah. I just had gotten there over through. time and I was like, Oh, I can just do it with these two. Why am I doing anything else? Yeah. And then just like did it with the two and it was like, fine. Yeah. But man, people were salty. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was a grumpy, it was a grumpy evening that time. It definitely yeah. was. And we like were cruel to tony afterwards <laughs> to the point where we had to like check in and be like hey man you gotta you should just play the deck again it's gonna be cool <laughs> well that was the weird thing and it, and we said this at the time too is like it wasn't really a problem of the deck and like it wasn't really a problem of like the turn being long i think the thing that was like taxing was like we all were pretty confident that tony had the win Maybe not everyone thought that, but I was pretty sure. I was like, okay, I don't really have much of a response. It looks like Tony has it. I see a ton of the value he can generate. Um, but then it just took Tony a while to find it. And we all had yeah. to wait for that. And that was like, that was the salt inducing part. And then there was a point where <laughs> for me, I kind of saw it and was like, Tony, can you just do these parts so that you can just end <laughs> us? Can you just do these two things so that I'm dead and don't have to keep watching you value out here? Yeah, yeah. Tony's doing like a four card loop and Mike was like, can't you just do these two? And that would be it. And you were like, oh yeah. And then you killed us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the, the key point here is the stress I was feeling in the situation <laughs> yes, yeah. because like... Right, that I was happening that after we, wanted we were to all end. like, come on! Yeah, we were like, fucking perform! Perform <laughs> under pressure right now! I like felt it building as I was going, because I was like, this is going to be a long turn, and I need to win, and like was feeling stressed about that, because I was like, I should just win now. <laughs> I guess the other thing to realize here is that it wasn't, it really wasn't that long, but... Like truly, like a commander yeah. turn can actually take like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's that like when you're sitting there kind of like fiddling with yourself for three minutes, mm -hmm. that feels like a long fucking yeah. time. Yeah. And and so it's like it wasn't a drastically long time. We were easily able to like strap in for another game that then wound up being a fucking grind because it was like a two-hour, <laughs> yeah. three-hour like game or some hour shit. Game. <laughs> uh but like that again and i was doing the own my own thing that i i hate where it's just that like at the time in the moment i felt all this pressure and was nervous and then it was just making it worse because then i was yeah. like you're like missing triggers under pressure and, and then i was like, like oh, i don't fucking know like and i missed this and i do that and we were like oh you missed that trigger and we were like oh you have to draw a card you're like i, I know i'm doing it i'm doing it it's like, <laughs> <laughs> just like 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard when that like pressure turns and, and the whole table is kind of looking at you. There's something to be said. You kind of just mentioned it, Tony, but those three or five minute turns can feel like an eternity when the player is doing what feels like a very similar thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Where it was like, I sack this, I do this, I bring this back. I sack this, I do this, I bring this back. And it's like, you know, I watched that loop a few times. And if it's not infinite, I'm like, I just start to glaze over and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I wrote in the notes, like Tony does artifact stuff. <laughs> and I just like did not. Normally I'm very rigorous with like all the triggers and, and sequences and things like that. But when someone stops, when someone starts popping off like that, I just don't take notes. I'm just like, they start doing something. Yeah. Plenty of turns are 20 minute turns in commander. That's totally true. But those are usually turns with like an interesting stack interaction or like someone casts a couple things out on another player's turn. And you're, you're usually dealing with people interacting with that 20 minute turn. Whereas like even just a five or a 10 minute turn that is truly just one person doing stuff on their board, that feels way, way longer. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. For sure. So I won't play Zabaz again now, probably no, for another it's not what, five or six months. <laughs> and then I'll be like, I liked playing that. I'm going to play it again. And then the same thing will happen and it'll be horrible. That's, that's the <laughs> only option that's not allowed. Combos. <laughs> that's the opposite of what we want. We even said that You're right, after. Because we when like, I reach for it, I'll be like, it. this didn't go well. <laughs> no, because be like, I'm not going to play The thing anymore. is, you need to play it more. <laughs> like, you have to get used to the combos. And not to point fingers here, but <laughs> one of the reasons why this doesn't often happen to Mike and I is because we're like obsessive goldfishers. <laughs> Whereas Tony is like, I'm just going to fucking do it live and figure out how the deck works. It's like, you got to goldfish those combo lines out. Man. I'm not going to. So it's more that like I hadn't played it in a while. Yeah. So it's like I knew there is. So that's th- what you're this not deck was to intended do. to be comboy. <laughs> it's that I was like, I was forgetting the simple step of like, get to like the OG combo. Like I had yeah. too many things out that did something. And I wasn't just going back to the roots of it's like these fucking three cards will just do what you want. Yeah, like, you don't need these, to like, do this other stuff. Like, steps in yeah, there. just generate the infinite mana and then like worry about everything else. Like, because at that point, then you can just kind of do whatever. Uh, but anyway. So let me ask you guys this How do you feel about writing primers for your own deck? Yes. If I, I don't know, I got too much shit that I do in my life. Like, super simple, even just like, these are the three combo pieces and that's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, maybe that, but I'll sometimes goldfish with an extra tab open that has like the primer in it. And as I goldfish and find like a good interaction or even like stumble into a combo, I'll be like, Oh, there it is. Or if you're using like hmm. tags on Moxfield and you're grouping things that are a combo together under a tag, it's like two minutes of work to then be like in the primer, this tag has this combo if you execute like this that's a good point um, i'm a big fan of it just because it lets you like have your thoughts organized and then if you do take like a six you know a six month break from a deck when you sit down to play that deck again you at least get to get back in your mindset of like oh that's what i enjoy about yeah. this deck that's what it at least is trying to do let me set that up or like that's what i'm hunting for like those are the cards i'm searching out because yeah. combo decks are so specific you know uh like that deck clearly was just dropping value as well and probably could have gone pretty far 
just straight valuing. Like you were tutoring for constructs every turn. You were drawing cards every turn. You were like doing a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, constructs but, are janky though. So like. <laughs> oh my God. That was the, that was the other thing. That, that was the other thing that was salty. I didn't say this deck was you, was Jay. I, I told you guys that like my like Mimi title for the you're deck. like it's not even good. You're like it's jank. It's got some buzz. It's bad. It's jank. It drew a shit ton of cards the last time I played it, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't like off. win. It didn't like pop off or do anything crazy. So I was right, like, what maybe was this janky good, title? But... What was the janky title? Tell it was constructs are jank. So, so you <laughs> literally constructs... did call the deck. But it was, again, it was it was like Mimi. That wasn't like serious because <laughs> the constructs they're all like tutorable. It's like all uh, scrap trawler is a construct. Walking yeah, bliss is a construct. Yeah, those are good cards. No, totally, and that's why I was like. It was like, this is a meme. Like, these are not jank cards. <laughs> uh, but there's a bunch that let you search specifically, like, for constructs and do other stuff and, like, and let, like, help you put stuff on the top of your library and do all these recursion loops that yeah. artifact decks are trying to do. Do you uh, run uh, Tashar in that deck? I did put Tashar in, yeah. Yeah, that'd be gas. And there. Oswald and. Uh, Ooh, love Oswald. It's just like tutor pieces. That's yeah. what the deck does. It, like, a lot of the cards tutor pieces. I will also say that we all have specific things that I think rise salt at a higher level in the rest of the pod. And for Tony, one of those is one providing an inaccurate evaluation of his deck's power level <laughs> always makes Mike, Nick and I like fucking flip out. Like if I think Tony it makes says Nick the jank, saltiest. Oh yeah. <laughs> If, if, but now if I almost say it to get a rise. Well, like... yeah, definitely do. If you say jank, we like flip out. <laughs> the other problem is Sam hates having no way, like having nothing to do to interact with something. Nick hates long turns. And I hate turns where I see the line that someone needs to take and they're not taking it. So Tony perfect stormed, like hit absolutely like the all Achilles of those heel things of in all one turn. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing, Nick especially doesn't like it when Tony takes long turns, but I feel like a long turn for the rest of us is five minutes and a long turn for Tony is three. When he hits three, we're all like, you're taking a long turn right now. Like we have this thing Thank where- Thank you, because that yeah. is fucking true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like our tolerance for Tony's long turns are way lower. I think it's because of Clark Sakashima. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it, it definitely- got worse there <laughs> which truthfully i think you should also bring back and start playing again i will that never deck play that deck gas. again <laughs> I, i'll build it and play it <laughs> you can play it i'll never play it again <laughs> oh man tony looks off in the distance with a thousand yard stare <laughs> never again yeah basically my coin flipping days are behind me <laughs> magic uh magic creates salt <laughs> magic changes a man Speaking of magic changing a man, should we listen to some posts? <laughs> should we listen to them? Should we read them? You should know? we hear some well, stories of magic them. and people being changed? The listener at home will listen to them. Let's do uh, it. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, that was like a little bonus dip of our own salt, you know? Yeah. I feel like there should be a straight name from for the that. cart. Yeah. Straight from straight the cart. From the cart. That's, that is straight from the cart. <laughs> for is, sure <laughs> yeah that is straight from the cart for sure Love like it's that. fresh like that was that was mine two days ago for real <laughs> yeah that salt is like still steaming hot like it yeah, is... I taste it a little bit <laughs> <laughs> 
That was the and first time I know, time in I know a while Nick that... is tasting it right now. <laughs> at me, Nick, when you when you listen to this. <laughs> oh man, Nick was so mad. <laughs> that, that was the first game in a while where I got to be like, mmm, I think we're tasting. I think <laughs> yeah. we're tasting it. Mm, yum. Yeah, that's one of our favorite things to do when someone starts to get salty is we're like, mmm, what's that taste we have right now? <laughs> is that an what ocean that breeze? <laughs> is it low tide right now? Mm, something on the air. <laughs> sensing a slight brine. Yeah. You could tell because it carried over because you made those comments in the second game because <laughs> people were upset almost more in the second one. But Oh, yeah. Nick got salty baby for both games that night because <laughs> the first game he raged. And then in the second game, you know, maybe maybe I took a long turn. Maybe I took a turn you that was maybe took ten. You turns. took I maybe took five s- long turns. I maybe took seven <laughs> extra turns. Whatever that you weren't getting any value out of, and nobody was like, "This is a long fucking turn, Sam." It's because each turn was like a minute at most. I was bullshit. <laughs> I was thinking it. I just didn't say anything. And then I fucking whiffed. And then Mike took a really long turn, and Nick was like, "Just kill me." And then it came to Nick's turn, and he's like. Untap up, keep draw. I scoop, and he just like hung up. No, it wasn't that fast, but he was like, "I'm, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> it had been long at that point, though. It was like grindy, and he had no cards in hand, and Giada had been cast like fucking five times. So he was like, "I'm done." Yeah, I mean, I get it, but it's still yeah. funny. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I see it. I see why. But man, it was funny. All right, well, let's get into it, boys, shall we? Our first salty story comes to us from our friend Croxty. And this is a message that they sent us on Reddit. So if you guys see Croxty around the subreddits, give them an upvote. Spread that goodwill. Oh, and this story is titled. Uh, it's not always that our DMs get a title, but this one does have one. It's titled Salt from Beyond the Grave. Ooh, Ooh mysterious. <laughs> we didn't save this for our Halloween episode. Um, Whoa. we got it way after that. <laughs> Obviously meant for 2023 Halloween, Sam fucking scrub. <laughs> and the post goes. So I was at my friendly local gaming store for commander night and sat down at a table with all regulars. One of them had a new deck they were wanting to try out. So we'd be playing it all games tonight. We all said that's fine and pick our first deck. Turns out the new deck is a Finn the fang bearer deck. So it's very good at killing one person, but the entire table is iffy. We talked about this recently with Pat um, about poison, things like that. I was going to say, are we a poison podcast now? Uh, We kind of are turning into a poison podcast. (laughs) Can't wait for all will be one to come out and then we'll just be a poison podcast. (laughs) Oh man, we totally will. We'll be a toxic podcast. Oh no, that's not what I want. (laughs) That's definitely not what you want. (laughs) That's not what we want. (laughs) All right, the story keeps going. The table order is me, D, Finn, and C. So we have our OP here, Crocs D, Mysterious Player D, Mysterious Player C, and Finn. Game one, Player C wins playing a Nickel Bolas Flipwalker deck of Grix's Control. It was a good game, and we all had fun, so we go to game two. Game two, Finn wins, and Player C starts getting salty gradually about how Poison is an unfun mechanic. Not intended for Commander, and completely unfair. (laughs) Player C was the last to die, so the salt starts coming out late, very hard late in the game, when they had their win stolen from them. We have enough time to get a game three, and Finn gets first turn, 
and the salt from player C is in full thrust, complaining whenever they're attacked by a death toucher, saying, Dolman's Gate is a badly designed magic card, first strike and death touch is broken, <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> Finn swings for enough to kill me, and player C, unblockable, with first strike infect at player C. C angrily starts grabbing their cards and hitting the poison infect is the worst mechanic in magic highlight reel from the game, but adds one last comment. There's absolutely nothing in magic that interacts with it. It is at this moment I respond to normal strike damage by flashing in a Malira Silvok outcast (laughs) (laughs) from the flash Vivian on the board, and I proceed to take three damage and no poison. Player C goes quiet. Player D starts laughing. Finn congratulates me on the play and C erupts and throws his deck box against the wall because if I had flashed it out earlier, they would have lived, telling me their win in hand if they had untapped. I told them that's why I didn't. And they stormed out the store. (laughs) That's the story of how a salty player got mad at a salty mechanic, but somehow a third party, me, caused the most salt. I did win the next turn with the Triumph of the Horde's poison. Law. Hey. <laughs> and neither D or Finn seemed to mind. Finn even laughed. I doubt C would have, but we will never know. Love it. What a story. That is yeah, an awesome it's moment. So good. Can you read uh the Silvak card real quick for anyone that doesn't know what it is? I definitely can. Malira Silvak Outcast is a legendary human scout for one and a green. She's a two-two. And the text box says, you can't get poison counters. Creatures you control can't have minus one, minus one counters placed on them. And creatures your opponents control lose infect. So it's basically like the ultimate infect trump card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think it probably is like the one. <laughs> like there's other things that like you remove creatures, remove other things. But like as far as truly like stopping receiving counters, like I think that's the only thing that does that, right? Solemnity, right? Yeah. Solemnity uh, stops oh, yeah, you yeah, from yeah. getting counters right. on you. You're right. And leeches does it. Does it? I think I was going to buy that card. Yeah, let me read Leeches, because it's a funny card from Homelands. Leeches is a sorcery. It costs one and two white. It says target player loses all poison counters. Leeches deals one damage to that player for each poison counter removed in this way. Hmm. I love the flavor of that. Yeah. Remember, like a leech is biting you and like sucking the poison dance, out. Sucking the poison yeah. out. That's pretty spicy. Uh, there is another one I want to mention, which is... Sun Cleanser. Sun Cleanser is a human cleric, 1-4 stat line for one and a white. When Sun Cleanser enters the battlefield, choose one. Remove all counters from target creature. It can't have counters put on it for as long as Sun Cleanser remains on the battlefield. Or target opponent loses all counters. That player can't get counters for as long as Sun Cleanser remains on the battlefield. So it's a really weird one, but can remove poison counters. Just from opponents, though. But, oh, from Just opponents. from opponents. That's <laughs> funny. Interesting. Man, I love that moment of somebody dying to the first strike infect, and then you flashing in a Malira <laughs> and yeah. saving yourself from the normal combat damage. I love that normally, but when you add in that there's like, there's no way to interact. This is dumb. Yeah. And then somebody's <laughs> fucking like... You mean I like live. this? <laughs> that yeah. makes it fucking priceless. Yeah. Should be the next MasterCard commercial. I think Croxty also did a great job here of like kind of pointing out what it was that made this player so salty is they yeah. they feel like their wins are getting stolen, which like 
is so wrong. Like you, you have not, <laughs> you have not acquired the win until all three other players are out of the game. And so yeah. you, you don't have it. Like just because someone could have maybe saved you from a lethal attack that you can't block. And then you maybe would have had a card that would have won the game. If no one interacted with you, that doesn't mean you were about to win. Yeah. <laughs> There's this, um, <laughs> there's this like fake custom magic card. And I think it's called like, mm. um, actually, or something like that. And it's a zero cost colorless instant and it has split second. And it says you can only cast it when you're about to lose the game and you cast it. And it says, reveal your hand, reveal the top three cards of your library, explain to your opponents <laughs> how you would win the game. And you still lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like even in the most best intention games, that just happens because you wanna you want to explain to people like where your board state was going. Um, so I don't fault people for doing that, but there is something about somebody being really salty and being like, "But I was just about to win." It's like, yeah, but you didn't. You didn't win. <laughs> There's something about somebody who who wasn't even salty about it, and it's like, yeah. I was just about to win. I, that card is fucking hilarious, and I wish it was a real card. <laughs> I wish they printed that in like an infinity or something. It's like, <laughs> plus one sticker or some bullshit for you, but like, yeah, we should so print good. like a we should print like a custom card that says like spill the salt, and it does something similar. Yeah, <laughs> we like that split, would be amazing. Split second, and you know, explain to someone how what they're doing is total bullshit and fucking you over or something (laughs) (laughs) oh man but yeah i love this i i think it's uh it's a great example of just you know just turnabout you know like the uno reverse card it's it's perfect um and the the timing of it and all that kind of stuff and i think it's funny that like when someone is that salty it really does become so easy for their salt to be immediately directed at another person you know it's just like when you're that pissed off and like overcharged the next person who slights you in the game is going to be the recipient of all of your salt (laughs) like it doesn't really matter anymore why you got there originally yeah Yeah. what's the salt rating here i I don't have anything else to add i'm just like this is a great story of super high levels of salt (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, this is just like it's instantaneous salt, man. You you turned around and a salt shaker appeared in front of you, completely full to the brim. Uh, where once there was no salt, now flash speed, salt is there. Yeah, <laughs> and you're appropriately dealing with your salt too. You're like, hmm, yeah, this nice layer of water on me protecting me from the salt that's going to come but i can't share any with you dude sorry yeah <laughs> yeah that is yeah that is super funny it's more they're just like they're like suffocating in the salt and you have a glass of water there and you're just like mm, i'm sorry this is mine <laughs> yeah i'm a little thirsty yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can't share any of this water sorry about that it's funny oh, because fuck. I wonder if this pissed off player was less salty or not salty at all. If they would have like used the Malira to potentially save them both, you know, like that mm. might've been something that was opened up a little bit more. If that person wasn't so pissed oh, they off and been... angry, because <laughs> there's like political power there. You can be like, yo, I'm going to save both of us right now, but we got to take out the infect player on our next turn. Yeah. 
but it's well, like, think, yo, you've been raging. I'm just going to let this happen because it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, that is a good point because I, I think that probably, I would assume, maybe I'm wrong, but I would assume that is what it is. Like, if someone's like that salty and like kind of complaining about stuff, you're like, I'm just going to let this person fucking die. Like, yeah. <laughs> get them out of here. There. Yeah. As opposed to like, if they're, if they aren't, like maybe in a lot of scenarios, you would keep that person around, but get wrecked. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give us another. Let's jump on into our Patreon, guys. Just a quick little plug for the Patreon. We have our council forum on the Patreon for our Salt Council members, and they can post their stories in there and, uh, you know, kind of get a, a little bit of a a quick backdoor entrance into the pod. It's a nice little Excuse way to get your... Everyone me. likes a quick backdoor entrance, you know? Okay. <laughs> Come on, Tony, grow up. This isn't that kind of yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we all know it is. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> One of our listeners complimented on <laughs> complimented us on that literally today. <laughs> Hell yeah. They were like, you made this funny joke about balls, and it was great. Glad <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're not too on the nose. Yep. We try. All right, this post comes to us from one of our Patreon members, Accidental TPK, who we've actually featured one of their posts on the show previously. And this story is called Salty Rant About a Guy Who Thinks He Has Interaction. And it goes, I have a guy that I play EDH with on occasion. We'll call him Todd. Todd runs two decks, a Shorakai Artifact deck and a Queen Marchesa Aristocrats Theft deck. The decks are nothing special, but the one thing you should know is that Todd runs basically Todd. no interaction. <laughs> yeah, get fucked up. <laughs> he is a single counterspell in each deck and has an eat the ass meat. <laughs> <laughs> meat hook massacre. It, for people who don't know what eat the ass meat is. <laughs> for people who don't know what eat the ass meat is, if you type eat the ass meat in Scryfall, meat hook massacre, <laughs> um mike could probably explain it better but basically it's just like a rough comparison with like sequence of letters and whether they appear in the name of a card so you can like type funny things into scryfall and get a result so eat the ass meat is meat hook massacre <laughs> so let me start that again he is a single counter spell in each deck and has an eat the ass meat in the marchesa deck todd has never run more interaction in any of his decks ever. That isn't a bad thing necessarily. I have decks that don't really interact much with the board at all. This is where the salt begins. Games are fine until someone has a game winning board state. Todd will then see the threat and try to stop it with no interaction for 20 minutes at a time. On his turn, he will spend 20 minutes twiddling himself, trying to find a way to deal with the board state that he doesn't like. Heaven forbid Todd has an untapped land on someone else's turn, where he will take up the turn by trying to find his non-existent interaction. Todd once held up a game for 15 minutes on someone else's turn because he had an empty hand, three untapped lands, and a clue. He sacked the clue and then stared at his board state and the one card in his hand for 15 minutes. <laughs> now, has this strategy ever worked? No, never. Not even once. He holds the table hostage, trying to find an interaction piece that he has never had. We ask him regularly if he is going to add more interaction because that's what he seems to want to do. And he says, no, I think I'm running enough interaction. <laughs> oh, God. 
And the post closes with friggin' Todd. <laughs> oh, Todd. Man, speaking of long <sighs> turns, y'all should be glad I don't do that shit. <laughs> yeah, at least you're doing well, something. You do twiddle yourself a lot, though. Yeah, I do, but it's usually to win. Sometimes. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got to find the win and then you win. Precisely. Long turns, man. Like we already talked about long turns a bunch, but poof. long turns where someone's doing nothing. Like we just speed it along. You know, we're like, well, what are you doing? Make a move. You got to do something. Yep. You know, yeah. if you say, what are you doing? And someone says, mm, I don't know. I've got this one cup <laughs> in my hand. Then you're like, concede. Yeah. Just concede. Pass just the concede turn right now. You could always concede. Yeah. Probably sacrificing your entire entire board state to yeah. your claws of gigs. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually when I'll say some dumb shit like you could sacrifice all your lands. Like normally you can't do that, but we'll allow it for this one turn. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just rule zero it in for you right now. You can sack your whole board away. <laughs> I feel like we've almost developed a, a culture around it though, of like when people are like, I don't know. And like any one of us asks, like, what what you doing over there? And they're like, I don't know. Like immediately all of us say concede. And yeah. then it, it it is truly kind of this like, okay, I, I'm taking too long. I gotta like move on here. And and I think it helps with us because sometimes you just think a bit and you you kind of lose you lose the the thought of the game. Like you're you're like in your own head trying to figure it out. Everyone else is waiting on you. And sometimes you need that bump, but when you know you don't have anything, if you've got one card in hand and like one land yeah. untapped, like you can do it or you can't. And you know that in four seconds, yeah. like you don't even need to read the card. All you need to see is what's its menu value. And do I have that? And then after that, you can read it and be and like, but there's like no simple. excuse for this. Like, yeah, when we started reading it, I thought it might be like, oh, and he's like using Shurikai and like tapping and untapping it and trying to like dig for his answer, which maybe that happens sometimes. And and that's closer to like what Tony would do. Like usually when Tony does have these long, like kind of twiddling terms, twiddling turns. And um, just to explain, we say twiddling is usually with our group. It's usually when you're like tapping and untapping something over and over again, because Tony plays this twiddle. We're sacking storm stuff deck. to gain mana, like to one of the altars and like yeah, doing but, a thing over. But over. Like the term comes from twiddle, which is the yeah, spell yeah, yeah. that taps or untaps a permanent, I think. And we sort of started to adopt it because Tony was playing this Silvala uh, Explorer return deck, which taps and untaps constantly. So he'll like dig for stuff. And then it just kind of became this turn of like, hey, I'm just kind of playing with myself and using my board interaction to like maybe get some value. Yeah, for the record, real quick, Silvala Toolstorm, if you don't know it, is an S tier CDH deck. So <laughs> pass on from me. Come at us, comedian. <laughs> don't really. <laughs> but usually when Tony is doing something like this, like he's still taking game actions. Like he's grinding through a bunch of shit. You know, like we kind of explained earlier, like he's digging for something. That can still be a hard thing to watch with like a longer turn, but but it's not like you can say hey do something because tony is doing something you know like he's he's digging for something like some kind of wind con some kind of response but if you're just staring at your <laughs> empty hand <laughs> and like trying to get your final synapse in your brain to fire so you can just <laughs> pass the turn like just do it you know 
The other thing you can do as an observer of this too is hype it up. Imagining like the free throw player in an NBA game <laughs> where that whole crowd is like, oh, what are you going to draw? <laughs> Just try and hype them up to be done with their turn. <laughs> I think this is an opportunity for humor. Like this is when you jump in and you start to tease your friend and tell some jokes at their expense. Yep. Like yeah. ask, ask if what they drew is every single useful removal spell, you know, if they've yeah. got one hand card in hand. <laughs> oh, you drew your swords. Oh, you drew your path to exile. Oh, is that uh is that dismember? Oh, nice. <laughs> and it, it works better if it's not in the colors that they're playing. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> so make sure to do that as well. Yeah. I feel like I always go to counter spells. Like, when somebody's sitting there debating to do something, I'm like, you're going to force it? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they'll be in like fucking mono white. And I'm like, do you, you going to force a will or what? Like, can I, can I keep going? Like, <laughs> well, one of our other favorite, like stupid jokes that we love to tell is if someone's like, okay, and then I'm going to draw three cards. We'll be like, and one of those cards, <laughs> it just like ask very, oh, yeah. very immediately and, and quickly. And, oh, and what cards did you draw? Usually without skipping a beat, they'll be like, oh, it's three Force of Wills or like three yeah. Fierce Guardianships. <laughs> Although sometimes now I find that's working because Sam will tutor a card and it'll be like, I tutored this card. And we'll be like, you didn't have to tell us, but thanks. <laughs> I'm so bad at that with like Wishclaw Talisman. I will always yeah. just like show it Reveal on the board it. and be like, I got yeah. this. And you're like, you don't have to show us. I'm like, well, I'm going to cast it anyway. So, <laughs> well, how do we feel about the salt rating here? It sounds pretty low sodium to me. Uh, yeah. Like people are people are okay with him not running more removal. He seems pretty okay with it. It sounds fine overall, but yeah, the my levels would get high if uh, if those turns were happening across the board for me. I mean, borderline. I wouldn't want to play with you. The the, nah. the one scenario they're touching on of like. If it's a true 15 minutes, and again, we just talked about how maybe it feels long, uh, but like a long turn where you know you have one card in hand, and it's like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the game, you better tell me that it was something that actually could have done something. And if it if it couldn't, then I'm gonna be like, all right, bro, like that's totally true. Like, ask that. (laughs) I'm gonna ask. Like that next time, I'll be like, what the fuck was that card in your hand? (laughs) (laughs) And it better be spicy. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when we have like what seems like a misplay during a game, you know, like like this happened recently where Nick removed one of my things during a game and it made like no sense to me. And I was getting kind of salty about it. And I was like, you're seriously doing that? Like Tony has big threatening pieces. You're removing this random thing on my board. This makes no sense. And I was like, I'm going to remember this and ask you about it afterwards. And I did. And then he had a chance to like explain his thought process. So Sometimes it, it, pure is, gold. it was great. Yeah. And it, it actually was legit. And sometimes it is good to like, I don't remember if it was that legit because I think it should have been something on my board, but I was okay with it at the time. Yeah. I mean, it should have, but he was, he was unfamiliar with my deck and he was just like, I don't know if yeah. that was something you could do. It was just a weird thing where he used instant speed interaction when I wasn't like doing anything. Like usually I would wait until like something is about to be on the stack or like, you know what I mean? Anywho. But that's what I would do is I'd be like, all right, I'm going to ask you about this at the end of the game. Be like, oh, what were you thinking during that moment? And then if they say like, oh, nothing. I was just, I was just booting down my brain for 10 minutes. (laughs) Well, you all waited. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you, you know, that's when you tear in. Yeah. I think that helps a lot. We do, we do that a lot. The like, and even now we've gotten to a point where we open, like we're all like 
remind me at the end of the game to talk about this moment. And it, yeah, it's always interesting too. It's not always interesting. Sometimes I blow like three rituals and have nothing to do with all of the mana. And you guys are like, remind me why you did that. And I'm like, bad at the game. <laughs> yeah, I misplayed it. I'm, I'm, I'm a bad person. <laughs> you guys ready for another one? Yes, let's do it. All right. This one comes to us from Black Lake Lotus Eater. And it's a Reddit DM. So if you guys see Black Lake Lotus Eater, give him an upvote. Spread that goodwill, you know. And it goes. I have a quick fun one. So not too long ago, as a hobby job, I was working at an LGS. Naturally, I met a lot of folks who play Magic. The LGS I worked at is a premium store and very competitive. It's so competitive to the point that no casuals, in quotes, or new players show up anymore because the hyper-competitive players running them out are making them feel bad. It's unfortunate. One player in particular is usually responsible for the amount of salt that is piled on the table. This player will ride a high after pub-stomping casuals or new players. But there are two things that tilt this player off the face of the earth. One is losing, if you couldn't guess. (laughs) The other is if the player sitting across from the table from them plays mill, he will look deadpan in the face of the mill player, roll up his mat, and pack his shit up, forfeit their magic fee for the event, and peace out. Every time they do so, they typically stomp out like a toddler, shit talk till they are no longer in earshot of the mill player. This is by far my favorite thing to watch, and also the saddest thing I've ever had to witness during Commander Nights or Friday Night Magic. (laughs) The story has definitely suffered from their bad attitude and mountain of salt. What would you all suggest to help in this salty situation? Hmm. Make sure that every single person at the LGS has a, uh, a mill deck. deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All different flavors too. Like yeah. mono blue, a little bit of Demir mill, maybe a, maybe a little green mill. Just get it all in there. Yeah. That would... or coordinate and have it all be Bruvac. Everyone <laughs> running a persistent petitioner Bruvac mill deck. So it's just <laughs> all the same. Just everyone slot Altar of the Brood into your deck. It's a one-mana artifact, and you oh, can just yeah. slowly mill that one player out. And it's a win con in a lot of decks. Yeah, that's it almost makes it better. Like, just put, like, Altar of Dementia, Altar of the Brood, like, all <laughs> in non-mill strategies, like, put them yeah. into your decks. <laughs> <laughs> Need a sack outlet? Just put in Altar of Dementia. Why not? <laughs> wild. It's so wild to me when experienced players... Uh, I'm I'm assuming this person is experienced because they're pub stomping and and seem to have like been around this store quite a bit. But yeah, when experienced players hate mill, I'm just always left. Oh no! All right, where were we? The power in my house just completely went out. <laughs> Actually, my <laughs> entire screw. street went out. Like our neighbors like went outside with flashlights. We like grabbed flashlights and ran downstairs. And then like two minutes later, the power just popped back on. And I was like, all right, well, I guess we'll finish the podcast now. <laughs> nice. I thought you were going to be gone forever. So I turned into a little salad goblin over here. Yeah, you're a little salad boy. <laughs> little pistachio. But are there pistachios in that salad? No. Missed opportunity. <laughs> I can hear them. Bullshit. I can hear you crunching on them. <laughs> There's pomegranate seeds, though. Oh, that's crunchy enough. Yep. Pomegranate seeds get in my teeth, man. You know, yeah. I, feel like, like I don't I feel like, like to crunch them. Gets in my teeth, you know. It's corn on the cob. What did you just say? Excuse me. <laughs> what did you just say? 
What was that? He said cock what? gets in his teeth, Sam. Did you say cock? Yeah, corn of the cob. Oh, who says that? Tony, you're fucking everybody. You have these like terms for food that are <laughs> okay, cock gobbler. And wrong. <laughs> I was just leaning into the cock gobbler. That's what that's well. the origin story for that. People huh? haven't even heard that yet. That's in I the blooper episode. <laughs> but now it's just building. Yeah, I guess we're building the lore. <laughs> the mythos. Yeah, just like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we're building up the lore. The cock gobbler crossover event of 2023. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it, you know. What What is the last post that we read? I feel like I have a fucking goldfish memory. <laughs> yeah, there is something about doing this podcast where when we're done, it's like my brain just totally empties out of everything I just said. <laughs> like sometimes people would be like, yeah, you said that on a podcast episode in the past. And I'm like, bitch, I don't fucking remember what I said. I don't remember what I said yesterday. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. Literally yesterday, I finished like a listen to an episode and then Sam was like, what should we name it? And I was like, I don't remember any of the posts. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's so true. (laughs) All right. We were talking about Assault Lord, a pub stomper that hates Mill. Oh, and I think Mike was winding up to talk about how experienced players um, should actually be okay with Mill. Yeah. Because oh, it's not yeah. that bad. It's not that bad. If anything, from a game perspective, there's so many reasons it's bad. You're like getting things into yards. A lot of decks can use things in their graveyard. You're not actually dealing damage in the same way everyone else is. So you're on your own path to victory. Yep. And uh, it doesn't really harm them until you're completely dead. So like you're fine until you have zero cards in your library. Each draw is still completely okay until then. So it's such an all or nothing strategy. It's such a classic thing for new players to feel like they're losing resources when things are moving from their library to their graveyard. But really, they're just moving from one zone to a more accessible zone most of the time. Yeah. So. I feel like it can be traumatic though. Like, yeah, the first time I got traumatic, milled out, Tony, <laughs> yeah. is that a traumatized joke? Hey, <laughs> the first time Nick milled me out, I think I was the first one in our pod. It would make sense because he and I usually target each other first. <laughs> uh, but uh, the first time it happened, all the immediate games afterwards, I was like, we need to kill Nick. Like, I'm going to kill Nick first. And then he would be like, upset that I was just swinging. I remember, like, no, dude, like, I'm not getting milled again. I'm not playing this game. Yeah. There is something inherent about it. It hurts more when you see your answers go by, you see your deck go by. Like, I agree with what Mike's saying for sure. Like, there's definitely time to deal with it. Usually less time than you think you have, um, which is probably also what makes some people upset. But like, it's not like overly powerful or broken or anything. It it is like a challenge for the mill player to get you down. But once it happens to you, you're like, nah, fuck that shit. Like, (laughs) not letting this happen. Mill is a little bit like Voltron in that it's really best completed when you're focusing down a single player and to try to knock out an entire board with mill is like really hard. It's probably harder than Voltron, honestly, you know, I mean, Voltron is like, you're looking at what is it? 63 commander damage um, across three different players, but mill you're trying to mill out like, 90 cards from each person's deck you know assuming that they're 
with their starting hand and a, and a few draws. It's a lot to get through an EDH deck with Mill. That said, I do think that there is some loss of value. Like, yeah, it's probably overblown in your perception, but there definitely is something where you're seeing combo pieces go by. If you don't have any graveyard recursion and can't interact with that zone, it is as good as someone just removing those cards. The argument that I hear a lot is like, well, you could have a game where you just never see those cards anyways. And it's sort of like, you can imagine that you just never, ever even drew those cards. Which but is I can't true. imagine it because I see them in my graveyard. <laughs> exactly. Like It's this perception thing where it's it's harder to like, I think it's easy to talk about that mental yeah. exercise and it's harder to actually do it. Um, and there is this perception. Like when I get when I get through more than half of my deck by mill, I'm like, fuck, I need to do something about this now. Yeah. Which is usually a point that it's maybe too late. Like you're yeah. not worried until you hit that halfway point. But by the time you hit the halfway point, they probably have a like a bit of an engine going and like Exactly. Like what is that fucking card that Nick always plays? Dude, I know the one you're talking about where you you mill two cards and if they share a color, you do it again. But with Bruvac, you mill four cards, and if two of them share a color, you do it again. Yeah. And if you hit a monocolored deck with that, it's like you are fucked. Like your whole yeah. deck is just going <laughs> to yeah. go away. You're you're hoping for three lands, yeah, <laughs> or like yeah. some artifacts if you got artifacts in there. But like I think, kind of recently, that happened to I want to say it was to Mike, and it, well, was it happened like, to me too. I milled like. I milled a shitload of my deck. I'm, I milled like I milled like sixty cards off of one activation. I was going to say thirty or forty cards. I definitely hit. Like yeah, it, Mike had one potent. that was like above fifty cards off a single interaction. It was insane. We were all yeah. like, oh, "This is bad." <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of Nick's turns. He almost completely milled out Mike. Yeah, but I still don't think you got milled out. No, I didn't. To get back to the question here, what to do with this salty? situation i think it's hard to say because as an employee at an lgs you know it's part of your job i can't even really say this because i maybe it's not part of your job who knows but you want to foster that like supportive fun atmosphere and if you see someone who's being a dickhead and repeatedly being a dickhead and bringing the vibe down and pub stomping and shit like that and turning away new players obviously that's like contrary to what you want to foster there so I don't really have like great advice for this other than drop mill decks and, you know, scare this dude off. Like you have, you have this one thing to work off of, which is this salt Lord pub stompers, silver bullet, their weakness. They don't like mill. So just, you know, get the new players into playing some mill. <laughs> yeah. It feels bad, but like, it feels like this person's kind of like, no value add and just yeah. is like i don't know yeah. kind of making it worse for a lot of other people like putting more negative energy out into the universe than positive so sometimes you just got to cut your losses but yep there should just be a loanable mill deck for the store and anyone that wants to use it can just <laughs> borrow it real quick for yeah, that's kind of great i like it's that that's kind of awesome <laughs> You could always have a conversation with that player and be like, hey, you got to stop pub stomping people. They're probably not going to give a shit because they clearly don't give a shit about other people's feelings right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I don't expect they, that to change. You have the conversation and then you put out the lone mill deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about the salt rating here? 
it's high man i mean whenever a pub stomper is involved my salt gets high because that yeah that's just the shittiest thing like you're getting your jollies by ruining someone's gaming experience is like a major bummer especially new players instant concede and then moan about it is definitely another (laughs) high salt moment too (laughs) yeah it just has like fragile baby written all over it Normally, I do dislike milk, but in this scenario, I like it. (laughs) Uh, But this person's salty as fuck for all the wrong reasons. What can you do about that? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to deal with a pub stomper and a salt lord. You just kind of have to navigate around them. I mean, in this scenario, it seems like it's easy to deal with them because you just play milk. True. But maybe for new players, I mean, you could set them up with like different groups or um, even talk to other people that you know are fun to play against and like want to foster that good environment, like other people who come to the LGS. And whenever there's a new person that comes in, you can be like, hey, like grab a game with these guys, you know? Um, I've definitely seen that at LGSs before where someone new comes in and we like match them up with some people who are really good at teaching the game and really friendly and stuff like that and let them have a positive first experience. So there could be there could be some room for like a little bit of additional orchestration with that kind of stuff. And if you see them like about to dip into a game with the pub stomper, you know, you could always jump in or bust out that loner mill deck and be like, Hey, I'll sit in on this one. (laughs) (laughs) True life. Well, is it that time of the week? Yeah. Hell yeah. Is that time of the week? It's the time of the week that comes every week. I'm excited for this one. This is the salty card of the week. It is the salty card of the week. (laughs) It is. You fucking stole it from me, Mike. I was still (laughs) building up to it. Sorry. It's the salty card of the week. It's the salty, salty card of the week. Delightful. That good? Yeah, it was great. We'll, we'll spice in there. I think your power might have gone out again, real quick. <laughs> your power... Did it? No, no. <laughs> I noticed with a previous episode that, like, sometimes with when you sing over Zoom, because I just haven't filled with the audio. I know that there's a setting for this. Don't at me. Um, but it'll hear like a sustained singing note, and it'll be like, "Oh, that's background noise," and cut it off. It did. It did. It did. You were coming in and in, in out a little bit, but it might oh, be okay bullshit. on the recording. Well, well, thanks. Anyway, it wasn't okay it again in, in real life, so it's like fine. In yeah, post. I'll sing it in post. <laughs> well, thank you for that. The uh, salty card of the week this week is Blood Moon. Mm. oh baby i could not believe we had not done this already when i saw (laughs) that it was still on the list i'm amazed yeah so blood moon is two and a red for an enchantment and beautifully beautifully simple text on this card non-basic lands are mountains (laughs) so simple Amazing. Since that's not long, we'll read some of the flavor text. It's heavy light flooded across the landscape, cloaking everything in deep crimson. Heavy light across the landscape, (laughs) cloaking everything in deep crimson. Love it. (laughs) I mean, uh, let me keep my perspective a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we want we have no idea how you feel about it. But Tony, how how do you feel? Um. You know, surprisingly, 
I don't think I hate this card. I don't love it. I don't like <laughs> when it's played. I'm not like, yay. I like that there is a full art version of it. Uh, borderless, <laughs> I should say. Uh, and I like that borderless art. Um, but I feel like usually when it lands, I, I mean, I almost exclusively see it in CDH once in a while in a casual game that we play. Um and in the casual games, usually I have almost no problem. Like I'll have some non-basic land, although as of late, my my land bases have gotten a little more ridiculous. But I used to run almost exclusively basics, so it didn't really impact me that much in casual. And then CDH, I I'm I'm running S tier Selvala, so I usually have at least <laughs> one basic. Uh, and I have a bunch of creatures that tap for mana, so it doesn't impact me as much. And I was playing it when I was in Godo. Uh, and so it always felt good when I ran it out then. Uh, everybody's crying because they're all running fucking four-color <laughs> bullshit. Uh, and it felt good when you when you play it then. That volcanic island doesn't do shit when this is on the board. Uh, <laughs> well, it does half of what it normally does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Like, it still gives you mana. Like, that's yeah. that's the interesting thing. If it, if it was, like, non-basic lands just can't tap for anything, I think it'd be much more oppressive. The real issue these days is that while it still gives you mana, it gives you the mana that you need to cast a Dockside. <laughs> True life. And then yeah. you have the colors that you need from Treasure, and you're kind of fine. So it is yeah. falling out of fashion. So, Sam, how do you feel about it? I love Blood Moon. Blood Moon is one of my favorite cards printed ever. Um, I love the aesthetic of it. What a fucking gross human being. <laughs> <laughs> I love the aesthetic of it. Um, it is just a beautiful card. Like that, I, I'm like a sucker for symmetrical art. And just like that moon in the middle. Like I have a, I have kind of like a Blood Moon sort of related playmat that I play on. They're just... There's also Is there so even many... a moon on it. Yeah, it's a giant moon. It's just a huge, huge moon. Interesting. Do you know the playmat I'm talking about? Uh, I, whatever. I thought I did, but maybe not. It's like that Japanese scene with like a giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's got like a huge ass moon in the back. I guess I just never noticed the moon. <laughs> but it just has so many beautiful arts. I love how like simple it is. And it's really impactful too. Like in the right deck, this does kick ass. I mentioned that you can still dockside through it and things like that. But that doesn't mean it stops every single kind of deck. Um, and depending on like the mana shakeup in the moment, it can really fuck over a deck in a really powerful way. And it's also easy to make it slightly asymmetrical by building your deck in a way where having some of your non-basics turned to mountains isn't going to impact you as much, you know? Like mm -hmm. Blood Moon kicks ass in two-color decks because chances are, you have a fair amount of basics, especially in CDH where basics are like hard to find. You usually don't play them in your decks. Uh, like a mono red deck, obviously you're going to have a shit ton of basics. And even a two color deck that has red in it, you're probably going to have a fair amount and enough to run a Blood Moon and and make it rip. So I I just love it, man. I think it's a really cool design space. And I love that there's a Magus of the Moon too. I think that it's sweet that you can run two of these effects in a deck. Totally. How do you feel, Mike? I think I feel very similar to Sam. Uh, I love, as I said, when I read it, that it's four words of text on it. Yeah. Non-basic lands are mountains. Uh, that's so awesome. That's that simple and so powerful. 
the only thing I dislike about this is that I feel like this kind of effect can be kind of difficult for new players to like get at a little bit and understand mm-hmm. like, oh, this totally turns my mountains, like my lands off. Like if you're unprepared for this, it can really surprise you as a newer player. And it can also just not be sensible that like, oh, that means it's not the other thing that I wanted to do. Like it doesn't read mm-hmm. non-basic lands, just tap for red or something like that. So I think it can be yeah. a little misleading, but I love it. Uh, part of why I love this is that I play a decent amount of Magda and CDH planning on playing more soon once some updated list comes for it. And it's just the only enchantment in the deck, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> it runs one enchantment. Uh, so I love it for that too. Yeah, Blood Moon is one of those cards that like either makes this sweeping impact that players are cursing or they're just like, that's fine. You know, like it's either doing everything or it's not doing much at all. Um, I will say it shuts down some very specific things. So in addition to loving Blood Moon, I also love Ashaya, who is the green legendary creature that turns all of your non-token creatures into lands <laughs> and blood moon absolutely fucks ashaya because ashaya is a non-basic land technically and when blood moon comes in it turns ashaya into just a basic ass mountain and then all of your other creatures stop being lands and is that how that works because it just yes. says they're forests yep the way it works is that it, it's kind of this weird thing right so it would come down and you'd think like okay now all of my non-basic forest creatures that Ashaya has made become mountains, right? Well, not necessarily because Ashaya becomes a mountain and in doing so loses the text that gives all of your creatures the ability to become lands. It's like a layer thing. They stop being lands and then Ashaya just dies because part of the text that Ashaya has that it loses by becoming a mountain is the thing that gives it power and toughness. So it just becomes a zero zero and dies. It doesn't lose its like creature aspect. It's still a creature. Why is it still a creature? How can it be non-basic and still be a creature? Actually, I feel I like we're know. going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, we are going like, down a rabbit hole. I mean, <laughs> it's probably sound, not important. If, at if all. I'm wrong, yeah. I'm cutting it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I I could have sworn that. Well, where does it sit on the list, Mike? I'm gonna guess twenty eighth. <laughs> I'm going to guess 49, right above 50. Well, we're right in the middle of you guys. It sits at 40. Interesting. <laughs> what do you say, Tony? I said 28. Hmm. Seems Not like I'm precisely in the I'm middle. I'm a little bit more correct, actually. Yeah, yeah but... for fucking once. And you didn't just go like one or two numbers above me or below me. Hey, man. Let's fucking guy. They're not to act like he's game. cool or some bullshit. <laughs> Don't have to act when you live in it, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most uncool thing I've ever said in, in my whole life. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Just everything you say, so. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the salty card of the week. Well, thanks, Mike. That was lovely. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine. If you'd like to get some more Howling Salt Mine content, come check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Howling Salt Mine. We have a thriving Discord right now, tons of people in there chatting every day. We're talking about spoilers, new cards. We have a deck list forum in our Discord. So if you have a deck list, you can post it up, get advice, chat about it with other people who've played similar decks 
or just show off your cool deck. And if you're coming in at our Dash membership level, you get an extra bonus episode every single month, just a little bit of extra content from us to you. And um, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, those episodes are a little bit more laid back. We're chatting a little bit more, a little bit more banter, and uh, we're having a blast recording them. So come check it out. If you guys want to interact and see the Discord community, you know, hop in there. If you guys want to send us one of your salty stories, you can do so through a bunch of different things. Our Gmail, thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Reddit. The Howling Salt Mine is our handle there. Or you can hit us up on Instagram at the Howling Salt Mine, or even through a Twitter DM if that's what you want to do at Howling Salt Mine. All of those avenues are great ways to get those stories to us. But as always, we ask you to keep those short, sweet, and to the salt. Another thing that you guys can do to help support the show is give us a five-star review in whatever podcast app you're listening in. And lastly, we love to close out our shows by thanking JD Burnett, our amazing podcast artist. Um, he's a fantastic tattoo artist in Asheville, North Carolina, and he graced us with our amazing podcast art. So if you are ever in Asheville, hit up JD and get a sweet tattoo. Thanks, everybody. And as always, stay salty and don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Get close here. Let me really adjust. Hello, it. hello, hello. Welcome back <laughs> to the Howling Salt Mine. Welcome back. <clears throat> Unique New York. That hey, everybody. Good. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I waited. I, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and it says if a modular uh, triggered ability would be, if a modular triggered ability would be put, would put one or more plus one plus one counters on a creature you control. Uh, that many plus one plus one plus one counters are put on it instead. I can read. Sorry. Want to uh, take that clean? <laughs> I don't yeah. want to have to edit around that. Sorry. Uh, While well, you look to get that up, Krusty? Is that the name of it? All I know is it made me think of Krusty Dicklings, oh, cr which I was here for. Krusty. <laughs> I kept thinking Krusty Dickling. <laughs> <laughs> And it's also, um, yeah, balls. I forgot what I was about to say.